0: Daily Hebrew Declarations with Daniel Jedediah Cook, And I'm reading the declaration for today, October the 19th, 2020. The three Hebrew letters we're honoring today are Yud, Kuf, and Resh. Along with those three living letters, we're also honoring the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of counsel. The declaration today reads this, The power to race across the multiverse in a micro instant to perform and finish a task the essence of holiness, the place of process, and the dominion of now, seeing around corners, seeing Yahweh's original intent. Now today's declaration I'm rather excited about, particularly in looking at Yud from another perspective. We've talked about Yud being an idea. We've talked about the fact that Yud is also a seed in a sense. Uh, It's the spark of creation. You know, so It reminds me of how science has recently said that at the time of uh, conception that the, that when, when the, when the, the, the two come together, suddenly there's a burst of light. And it makes sense because it's the yud. It's, uh, it's the bringing about of light. It's the light of Yahweh that has been given to all of us. All of us. See, each one of us has a, Unique perspective of Yahweh Each one of us Yahweh has taken If you will Of himself And said I want you to be like this And he created And he formed you To be In his likeness And in his image But in your own Very particular way Now some of you Have heard me talk about The diamond of Yahweh Kind of have an idea About what I'm talking about there But it seems like We've had quite a few New new folks to the podcast So uh, I don't want to go into Great depth right now about the diamond of Yahweh. Just let me say this, that the diamond is a perfect analogy for explaining what I'm trying to say here because each one of us are different facets on that diamond of Yahweh. So just like when you look at at a beautifully round diamond that has the facets that's been cut all around it, not one facet always points the same direction as the other. Each one of them have a slightly different perspective than the other one does. And so as a result, there is a, a a beauty that comes out because each one of us sees something a little bit different than the other does. And that's beautiful. That's absolutely beautiful because you take that diamond and you begin to move it and you begin to see that the light begins to, to not only reflect but refract across the entire expanse of the diamond and it creates this beautiful... A dance of of color and white and all kinds of things, all at the same time. So you see, in the place of yud, in what we're talking about here, the power to race across the multiverse in a micro instant to perform and finish a task. So we've talked about the idea, but yet we really haven't talked about the perspective of how yud can really is beyond time. Well, Koof even kind of teaches us a little bit of about being beyond time. Now, I used to say that time didn't exist. I don't say that anymore because I believe there are two things that that stay together or that, that really operate simultaneously. The fact that we already are, Yahweh has already promised us and made us the fullness. We stand in the fullness of the measure of the stature of Christ. And so in that sense, we are completely full, lacking nothing. But yet, there's a process that we walk through, as we, as Yahweh and I begin to help reveal all that He has really set aside for us. Now you're wait a minute, like you're just like, well, wait, Yahweh has to reveal those things to me. Well, yes, there has to be a place of drawing, and and Ruach Kodesh is the one who will will bring that about to to to, to help us to see things, but. You know, my my argument there goes back to the fact that uh, a lot of times we talk about a veil. And, you know, when Yeshua died on the cross, one of the things that he did was he rent the the his death rent the veil in the temple from top to bottom. And so now there was entry into the place of the Holy of Holies. So I believe that Yahweh has already destroyed the veil that he placed where he placed creation into existence into And so the next question is then, well, what veils remain? And some of you have heard me say this in previous podcasts, but what veils remain? Well, the veils that remain are the veils that I put up that says that Yahweh, really that says Yahweh can't act a particular way or do a particular thing because that's just not the way that religion told me that he was supposed to act or do. And so the veils that remain are the veils that I put up. And in that place... It is my responsibility to tear them back down again. You see what I'm saying? So in, in this place, this is where we're we're beginning to tear down those veils the, of, of religion and the things that we thought things meant. One day I was in the secret place. And let me go ahead and tell you that story because it, it'll add to what I'm saying here. One day I was in the secret place. And uh, Yahweh asked me to step inside of him and to see through his eyes. And I thought that I had actually seen through his eyes before. and But I remained silent because I knew that uh, that he was about ready to show me something that I'd never seen before. And sure enough, the moment that I stepped and looked through his eyes, I began to, to first off, feel an overwhelming love for everyone that I had never... You know, sometimes people that I was like, ah, well... <laughs> In, my, in my, my flesh opinion, I felt like they were a little bit beyond love because of some things that they had done to me or towards me or something along those lines. But yet, I still felt an overwhelming love, and I began to see how Yahweh had placed a part of himself in each one of them. Well, it really shook me in the sense where I, I, I really had to look at things from a different perspective from that point forward. And in doing so, I realized the, the 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 wholeness and the fullness of how each one of us connect together. You see, it began to help me understand a little bit more of the essence of his holiness and the place of process. So we've got the two things going on at the same time, the fact that we already are and the fact that we walk through the process. You see, the essence of holiness, the place of process and the dominion of now all work together in this place where between Yud and Kuf, we begin to see a little bit more of the depth of what Yahweh is saying. You see, the place of now in uh, in the in Kuf, uh, what Yahweh began to show me was that, that time is not irrelevant. Time is a part of this. And I'm repeating myself a little bit right now because I know Yahweh is bringing me into something here. So, and um, some of you may know this and some of you may not, but, you know, many times when I sit down, I've got the, the a declaration right in front of me and I'm speaking from that, but I'm listening to Holy Ghost. And so sometimes I'm, I, I, I will do just like that. I'll stutter a little bit or I'll, I'll hold on a minute as I'm listening to what Yahweh has to say, because these are raw and fresh every single day. I just, I'd, I'll give you what's inside of my spirit and what Yahweh is putting inside of my spirit. So you see, in the place of holiness, I I love this perspective of kuf and how it works together with time because kuf sets us apart to be holy. And really, when we look back in the Hebrew word for, for holiness is kodesh, you know, so we, we look at, we know that, that ruach hakodesh, which is holy ghost is that, that name is inside of there. And kodesh is that place of holiness. Kadosh is the singular. Holy, 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 kadosh, 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 is the is the singularity, and we're talking about Almighty Yahweh when we cry out holy, holy, holy. But in holiness, it's a process. Holiness is walking through, and holiness really—if you look at the original Hebrew with the kodesh—it really talks about being set apart. It talks about looking from a different perspective, and to and to and to set yourself aside. You see, we've always attached holiness to what we consider as mistakes or to what we consider as failures or falling or missing the mark or that sort of thing. And that, of course, is something that, that we cry out to, for Yahweh to, to help us with as we, as we're walking through life. But what does Yahweh look on? What does, what is Yahweh looking at when he sees these things? He's looking at the intent of our heart. You see, it's not about what we do. It's about the intent of our heart. I heard uh, Dr. Yana say that just the other day. So I want to give her honor because that's where I heard that from. And I, and I know that. I've, I've heard that before myself. But when she recently brought it up, it, it re- renewed this perspective in me once again. It's not about the things that we do. It's about the intent of our heart. And when we get to the place where we begin to say, wait a minute, Yahweh, I love you so much that the intent of my heart really is in love towards you. And even when I fail or fall or whatever the case may be, I I don't like using the word failure, actually, because let me go ahead and establish that here, although I used it in that case because many people use it. But to me, failure only happens when you quit. I loved it because Apostle Aaron asked asked the men at Men's Prayer Yesterday morning, uh, that same question yet again. And I've used it before in in the things that I do as well, where the only time you fail is when you quit. So in that, that being the case, then it's a walking out of the process and the process of the dominion of now. This is where we see around corners. We see Yahweh's original intent. We see who we're meant to be. And we stand in that place of being sons and the sons of almighty Yahweh in the earth.